Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Monday to you, America and beyond. November 14th, 2022, and we still do not have an official winner of the Arizona gubernatorial. Is anyone really surprised who lived through the complete molestation of 2020 and lived to tell about it? Welcome back to Life, Love, and Liberty. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, yes, Miss Carrie Lake, who is without a doubt uh, one of the most fierce contenders for a political seat I have witnessed in a very long time, uh, is still without her official victory. And I'm not sure that you're actually going to see one. Now, most of you know I live in Georgia. So we're not really strangers to people who back up to um, polling sites, um, other buildings with trucks, whether they're dropping ballots or picking them up. Um, I mean, there's plenty of footage out there from what happened here in the state of Georgia in 2020. So um, understanding a, a little bit of more, and I hope that I've brought this to you. In my Twitter spaces recently, we covered more of the cyber component to the, quote, uh, what a dear friend of mine refers to as the election grid. I have since adopted that, um, uh, not really colloquialism, <laughs> fact, right? There's a fact at play here that we do have an election grid um, that is mm, partially functioning. And so while I'm not one to suggest that um, your entire system has been compromised. I am suggesting that it is possible for systems to, in fact, uh, suffer uh, compromise. And anyone who is honest, whether they're on the right, the left, the government, a layperson, um, people who work within the election realm, can tell you that that is 1,000% true. Anything that touches the, in this whole air gap people try to talk about, anything that touches the internet or has the ability to do so uh, has the ability to uh, suffer compromise. That's not a conspiracy theory. That is not Q information. That's not a Q drop, whatever that is. Um, That is not hocus pocus. It's just a fact. And I'm a pretty logical person, so I, I don't want to fan the flames of you guys and your already enraged psyches around what's happening, because what's happened is the left has effectively, um, and so has the establishment, by the way, because they see this as a referendum on Trump and President Trump and, a, and an indictment on President Trump, as it were, politically speaking, that they want you to believe that you have not had a victory in the House. And so they're downplaying your victory. They're downplaying many victories and they want you to stay focused and angry um, about things that uh, are really outside of your control at this point. Even if you look to your legislatures to save you, most of them are part of the compromise. 
the people who matter tend to be part of the compromise. And so when someone tells me who I respect that you can look to your state governors uh, and state legislatures to do the right thing, I have to look no further than downtown uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And I understand that that is uh, a wonderful theory and it's wonderful hope, right? It's misplaced hope, but you should be able to place your hope in your legislatures to do the right thing regarding the security of your respective election grids. But can you? It's kind of interesting to hear the right throwing stones at Katie Hobbs right now. I'm not a favor of someone who has direct access to um, elections and, and votes, um, to software, to hardware, all of that. I'm, I'm not a fan of someone who's in that precarious position who is running an election, who is running in that election as a candidate. But might I remind you that this is not just a Democrat phenomenon. No, no, no. Uh, remember the illustrious Brian Kemp, shotgun and all, uh, in the back of his truck, uh, were with Jake. Remember Jake? Um, interesting, very interesting paradigm how all of that has turned out. But um, Brian Kemp was also the acting Secretary of State. If you remember uh, during his first gubernatorial run, if you remember that is that is something that the left just pounded over. Right, can't believe he absolutely cheated. Can you believe it? He's right. This is an outrage. He's absolutely, you know, uh, turning turning this entire election against Queen Stacey Abrams, which is why she never conceded. And quite honestly, who could blame her? So knowing what we know now, and if you are a, um, if you're a person of understanding, and you are a person of um, truth, right? then you can see the crap on both sides of the aisle and call it for what it is. It doesn't change the crap we're dealing with right now, but both sides are equally as capable of being crap actors. So there's that. And that's true for anything. So I'm hoping that this is going to deflate some of you who I'm watching online who am very concerned about you, to be honest with you, and your psyche and your emotional fortitude during these times. And some of you are just like, our founding fathers took to the streets and we wouldn't be where we are. And, you know, again, I submit to you, um, I'm not really sure what you think that's going to solve in a digital age. Right? I mean, you can, in fact, I guess, uh, turn the psyche of the powers that be um, into a quasi puddle of mush, I would imagine, if in fact you decide to kick something off kinetic in this country. The problem is, is that you're going to be taking up arms against your brothers and sisters. So it's not like you've got the redcoats coming, right? Like you've, you're taking up arms against your neighbors. And that, my dear brothers and sisters, is about the dumbest thing I could possibly think of you doing. It is completely unnecessary because you're not at war with your neighbor. It feels that way. It appears that way on social media, but you're not. You're not. The most of us who spend our our entire days and evenings on social media because that's our ecosystem, whether it's by career or habit, addiction, or choice, um, or just that's where we garner our information, um, you have to keep in mind 80% of the country is not on social media doing that. They have no idea what we're fighting about. 
they would have no idea why you're running through the streets with weapons unless you're Black Lives Matter, of course, and you're, you know, funded with a superior funding force, right, than any political campaign for that matter. But understanding that there are forces at work that are far more uh, nefarious, connected, committed, resolved, and capable um, than any rebel rousing, um, you know, let's, let's take all our flags and get out in the middle of the street and, and, and protest. Now, if you were smart, you would consider more of a psychological aspect of how you can contend with a government that unfortunately believes that it has ultimate power and control over you and seeks to exercise it and is doing so. Kind of interesting that Rudy Giuliani, uh, you know, no, no charges. Uh, there will not be a pursuit of uh, Mr. Giuliani as of today. Um, you know, they harassed people affiliated, associated with the Trump administration. I don't know that they're going to completely let up on President Trump, uh, but as it pertains to him specifically, I would imagine you'll start to see other things fall, um, whether that is Lindell um, or Peter Navarro. Um, not so sure about um, what will happen with uh, other folks, other actors. But, um, but yeah, I, I, that's all very timely, very telling of kind of the, you know, very communist-esque, <laughs> the, the, the fascist-esque uh, behavior of this, of this regime. Targeting political dissidents, and that includes you. And so, you know, perhaps maybe you understand the psychological warfare uh, terrain as, a par- as opposed to, and the spiritual, far more importantly, which is what I want to hit on and leave you with today. Um, I have not spoken with you since the election, um, and I have held my peace primarily. I've been traveling, doing far more important work, in my humble opinion, which is positioning um, others to be able to care for and nurse and heal, uh, facilitate healing for our veterans and first responders. And, uh, you know, up to this point, we're not completely ruled by machines and or policed by machines. And so it is incumbent upon us to take care of those who have sacrificed their lives in order to protect our country, uh, to protect other countries, or at least they thought they were going to protect other countries. Uh, first responders who suffer from trauma-related uh, uh, mental illness and injuries, emotional trauma as well. And so I've been a very busy bee with all of that. I'm very excited about that. I'll tell you all about that. I'll tell more about that in the coming days and weeks, months ahead. Uh, very exciting work. I know you're going to want to partner with me on, and I'm going to provide an opportunity for you to do so. Um, but I've I've paid attention to the rhetoric. I, I fully expected to happen what happened. What I didn't expect to happen was the PSYOP on the psychological operation on the country coming from the establishment regarding your victory. And if you are a conservative, you have, in fact, experienced a victory. You, It appears, by all accounts, that we have, in fact, taken the House back, and that's a, that's a pretty big deal. And I love what a friend of mine said, who actually was part of the Trump administration. I spoke to recently, and he said, you know, the good news, Monica, is that we have a narrow victory, which is good because it forces the hands of those who would otherwise hide behind the numbers and would otherwise become, you know, um, 
noodle need and noodle spined and yellow bellies in the face of Democrats they align with, right? Because that's usually what happens once we obtain uh, a majority. But the margins are so slim on this victory, which is actually going to work in our favor. It can. You'll be able to hold people a lot more accountable. Speaking of, uh, it looks like Kevin McCarthy is going to have a run for his money, which is a good thing. And Joe Biggs is actually uh, challenging him for the seat of the Speaker of the House. And Joe Biggs, mind you, is also going to be pushing for the impeachment of Merrick Garland, as well as Mayorkas and uh, Christopher Ray. Now, talk about a challenge that he's going to have. Uh, so, boy, I can't even imagine what all of that backstabbing looks like right now in Washington. But, you know, anyone who's aligning with Kevin McCarthy, I just want to tell you this. And this includes, but not limited to, uh, President Trump and Katrina Pearson and others who have put out uh, public statements about why they support Kevin McCarthy for Speaker. Now, that's very interesting to me. And Katrina has been, you know, a beautiful help uh, to the Trump administration in a myriad of ways. Um, and she's been very present, of course, in recent times, she's been very absent from the landscape of media, but she, um, recently came out with, um, you know, why she's supporting Kevin McCarthy. And what's interesting about that is that if you, if you understood that Kevin McCarthy's approach to moving forward is to basically, um, play nice, we need to make peace. Those are his words. We need to move forward. And, and make peace. And my answer to that is, if you want a peaceful experience, then yeah, create a day spa, right? But this is not a day spa. We're not handing out loofahs. We're not dealing with back rubs, or maybe we are. I don't know. But the American people are pretty fed up with that. So maybe Congress is dealing with back rubs and foot rubs and foot jobs and, you know, and Hunter Biden and crack pipes and whores and, um, and China deals and Burisma and, you know, Ukraine and laundering. And, um, you know, now we've got cryptocurrencies involved and, and everybody, now he's on, you know, doing a, a Twitter tour, doing a space for the love of God today, you know, just, hi, I'm Hunter Biden. I'm the first son. Isn't that awesome? In some miraculous way, I'm not in jail, but I just had a 66-year-old grandmother, 69-year-old grandmother in my space last night who just got out of prison. Did a 60-day run in a hardcore prison, not a camp, a prison where she was nearly framed uh, by someone trying to place drugs in her cell uh, for for uh, for attending J6. And not necessarily because she was busting out windows and being, you know, a violent mongrel, like some people were. Um, no, so she's she was behind bars. She's on probation for the next three years, but Hunter's doing Twitter spaces, so that's kind of interesting. Very telling about where we are. So whenever Speaker McCarthy tells me that he wants to play nice and it's time to make peace and we need to have a peaceful experience in Congress and we need to play nice and play peaceful, uh, my answer to that is bullshit. No, no, sir. That is not what needs to happen at all. So I would personally put my full weight and support behind Mr. Biggs. And anyone with half of a brain for this country who understands what's just happened with people literally being terrorized on their own soil, your boys and girls in uniform being hunted down and targeted by this current Department of Injustice. And it's something that the Democrats do regularly. This is not new for them, but no one ever takes them to task. So, yes, there needs to be impeachments. There needs to be a hearing. There needs to be a further invest. A The other side of the conversation of J6 needs to be implemented by the House. 
that needs to be instigated and completely carried out by the House. Regarding January 6th, yes, you're 1,000% correct. Both sides of the story need to be told. Now get on it. You have dragged this country through terror, fear, hell, and dread for the better half of two years in complete and total psychological and emotional warfare of the worst kind. Someone needs to answer for that. A bunch of people need to answer for that, quite honestly. So get on it. There's a reason we have protocol and processes and procedures in Congress, and it's time for those to be enacted. So if you are telling me, President Trump and Katrina Pearson and others of the Trump administration, that you support Kevin McCarthy, you better have a damn good reason why you are okay with someone who says, let's play nice with our sworn enemies who have, who have literally declared war on the American people. That's just my humble opinion. Now, moving on to way more important things. Uh, this morning, my Bible study group and I, a group that I lead, we're in First Peter. And we're talking about, and we moved over to Isaiah 55. And, and we're talking about the Beatitudes, talking about, you know, look, the righteous are scarcely saved, right? And so I want to encourage you again to reconcile your accounts daily with your Heavenly Father and with people around you. And stop allowing people to hoodwink you with this false gospel that somehow, because the Pope says we're all supposed to, what is it called? Chrislam. That is a bunch of demonic hogwash. That is what that is. That is not real. That is not based on the Bible. That is not based on, that is not based on Christianity whatsoever. And Christ said he did not come to unite while he may very well be the Prince of Peace, he is peace. He is the peace of all understanding. God is, our Father is the Father of hope. He's the author of our hope, right? That means he is hope. He is of hope because he is hope. That's his lineage. That's who he is. And we do have hope. Outside of politics, outside of midterms, outside of President Trump, outside of Ron DeSantis, outside of Congress, outside of justice, all of that, outside of this earthly realm, we do have every reason to hope. And so I want to encourage you, those of you who are getting closer and closer to some critical mass emotionally, you guys are talking about taking action. I'm watching you on social media. And if you're part of my audience, which is highly unlikely, but I'm getting a little concerned about some of you, I would say this to you. If you want to storm something, then storm the heavens on your knees in repentance and in prayer and in asking for forgiveness for the things that you are accountable for and need to be accountable to. And you will begin to see the culture shift because your father, who is the author and the champion of liberty, will actually honor that. And how do I know that? Because his word says so. So we are in a very real spiritual battle. People say that all the time, but you don't really understand it because you can't see it. But it's 1,000% happening. Don't believe me? How else do you explain cutting the breasts off of perfectly healthy healthy 11-year-olds who just happen to be on TikTok, a Chinese spy app that should be completely banned and every person associated with it should go through a, a humanitarian trial of global proportion? Anyone associated with TikTok should be put on trial for crimes against humanity, and anyone still supporting that app in this country should too. Because when you understand the propaganda and the level of wickedness with which they have manipulated this nation with that application and that utility, it is a utility. It's not merely an application. It is a political weapon. 
it is it is worse than a nuclear bomb, to be honest with you, because we have dead people and dead souls walking around who don't even realize they're dead. I mean, we're waiting for some vaccine zombie apocalypse. I, you know, submit to you that we're already living in it. So TikTok has, you know, absolutely waged war through the CCP on this country, through total disinformation and misinformation campaign. And so we're waiting for the zombie apocalypse, but we've already been taken into captivity and most people don't realize that. And instead of returning to their sanity and getting off of TikTok and getting off of Facebook, which is nothing more than a spy network for the powers that be and, um, and getting off of social media and getting more, if you want to go kinetic, then, you know, hug a neighbor, buy somebody some coffee, host dinner for your neighbors. Go to a black church and be like, hey, y'all, what's up? Let's talk about Jesus. I'm here. You'd be surprised how open-armed people would be. You know, invite people who don't believe like you into into your church. Everybody's so busy with this this una, unifaith thing. No, as Christians, that's not what we're called to do. We are not called to submit to doctrines of devils, whether that's politically or in faith. We're not called to that. We're called to occupy. We're called to understand our birthright. That's what we're called to. We're called to occupy in love and insanity and sobriety. There's no other way to explain how we are mutilating the bodies of our children and calling that love. There's no other way to explain that, but that all begins in your home. So in closing, if you want to write the triangle and you want the power structure to be flipped right side up, it is going to be up to you to do that. And the only way that we capture the heart and the mind and the ear and the in the help of our Father in heaven is whenever we first seek him and his righteousness and turn from our wicked ways and then petition the heavenly courts. And that comes down to very basic things that we all struggle with, like fear, fear of man, fear of loss, fear of provision, fear, 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 fear right? Hatred, murder with the tongue, envy, jealousy, strife, bitterness, unforgiveness, all of those horrific demonic things that we practice. And then we wonder why our country's gone to hell in a handbasket and um, we have a top-down power grid, politically speaking, and our government has completely um, lost its collective mind and we've allowed it to happen. So it really is on us. So for those of you who are just hell-bent on taking to streets and being stupid and you think you're out there championing something, I want you to first get out your little flag and step foot into your own mirror and get on your knees and ask the Lord what it is that you need to be doing in your own life, in your own family, your own heart, your own community, um, you know, right there in your own city, your own town. But where is it, where is it that you can actually affect change? These children need you, by the way. These children need you to be engaged. They need sanity. They need a sane voice. And there's going to be a remnant. I'm a firm believer right now that is in first, as in First Peter is explaining, there's judgment coming on the church at the moment. And the judgment will begin with the body because the word says so. And so where are you? The ark doors are going to be closing. You can see that financially. You can see that institutionally happening in this country. Uh, you've got this crypto madness, which is, you know, verifiably probably the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of crypto for sure. But in any of our monetary markets, there's no bailout from this. Anyone engaged in cryptocurrencies, 
you're, there's there's no bailout. Like you're just kind of ass out, but you're not going to get bailed out. So with regard to that, um, you know, you see where now the feds are trying to come in and save the day and people in crypto world are begging them to do it. Well, shock. <laughs> you create the system, then you create the catastrophe, then you create the codification and the solution. And then you create the control that people in crypto world thought they were subverting. It's pretty, it's menacing. It really is, but it's brilliant. I mean, you got to give them a hand. It's brilliant. And and we are just retarded enough to continue to blame each other. And we blame it on partisanship. And it has nothing to do with partisanship. There is one side that is clearly, you know, slightly off their rocker compared to another whenever it comes to, you know, love is love. Let's cut off our children's breasts and testicles and, and chemically castrate them and allow minor attracted persons to teach in our schools and our daycares and our churches and their people too, right? Yeah, that's not love is love. That is insanity. That is that is adhering to doctrines of devils. But most of your pastors aren't going to tell you that. You know why? Because they don't really love you. Sorry. There's a jagged little pill for you. They don't. They're more interested in securing and maintaining their 501c3 statuses, which I humbly believe and submit to you today and always that those should, in fact, be abolished. You should do away with the 501c3. You want to do wheat and chaff and clean out and weed and all that stuff. That's a very easy way to do it. Who is still going to speak the truth? Who? People right now with their 501c3s are not doing it. They're agreeing with doctrines of devils. And some of you are being taken down those paths too. And the arc doors are shutting. The time is coming for the body when the remnant is going to need to be inside of the body. And what does that mean? It means it's a mindset. It's a belief system. It's a practice. It is a way of life. It is holiness. It is righteousness. It's a way of of living soberly. And I'm not necessarily talking about alcohol, although you could include that too. You know, it's a way of not living addicted to anything or any system or any institution. But our institutions are falling. And this entire crypto uh, madness is, that's just one other pillar. BRICS is being stood up by the by the second across the globe. Now you got Germany trying to snuggle up, no pun, uh, next to Russia and, and China I mean, because those folks are going to freeze to death this this winter. So it's amazing. You know, suffering is the great equalizer. I say that a lot. So you're probably going to see some partnerships and alignments that might surprise you. And so as the body of Christ, we are called to partner up with one another. We are called to um, bring our tithes and offerings into the respective storehouses. Because there's going to come a day when you're going to need to feed your 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 neighbors. You just are. And are you going to be in a position to do so? And can you feed them hope? Can you feed them consideration? Can you feed them mercy and grace? Can you feed them a loaf of bread? Do you have anything to spare, you know, out of your cup? Is your cup overflowing? That's an honest question to ask yourself. I ask myself that. Is my cup even full, much less overflowing, right? That's a good question to end on tonight and also remind you that as it pertains to commodities and precious metals and things that people are literally running, hauling tail to, that would be gold uh, at the moment, governments included, and especially pay attention to that. Why are they hoarding all the gold? Why are they doing that? So I want to encourage you, before you watch another dime of your 401k hit the toilet, <clears throat> excuse me, please head over to MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. 
Uh, you can invest in gold, silver. Those guys will call you, talk to you all about it. I'm not a financial advisor, but plenty of my listeners have made that jump. And uh, and the the messages that I'm getting from my audience is that they're very uh, glad that they did. They sleep a little bit better at night. There are qualifications that are relatively stringent whenever it comes to you being able to uh, move without uh, taxation and penalty with regards to IRS code. So they will explain all of that to you at monicaprotectswithgold.com with a qualifying account. I believe a 50000 or more, uh, you will qualify for $10,000 in free silver. So, you know, I'll remind you, it's not just gold to get your hands on, but silver is something that, you know, has has enormous utility and always has. So, again, this is not a get-rich-quick scheme for me personally. I look at it as hedging. So God knows right now we all need to be hedged, right? Hedged by his spirit, hedged by his truth, his sanity, sobriety, all of that. So I want to encourage you, take your peace. Do not get involved in groups and with people who are talking and 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 talking about in private groups particularly, don't get lured into these honeypots and these stupid groups where people are trying to encourage you to be violent. That is not, it is not necessary, it's not expedient, and it's not going to be beneficial for you. And we really need you on the landscape of life, not locked up in a, in a DC gulag. So please keep that in mind as you're moving forward and forging new relationships. Get with healthy people, get with godly people, get with people who are in fact pursuing righteousness and holiness. And uh, I'm out. I love you guys. Thanks for hanging out in my Twitter spaces. I have a good time with that. And uh, maybe we'll get Rudy Giuliani in one of those spaces. I hit him up on Twitter. We'll see if he responds. It was fun having his son, Andrew, on my show, so maybe he'll respond. But anyway, you guys have a good night. Be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. Remember, MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. And if you're an American, act like one.